Oh yeah, no, we're jumping right into it. But but before we say anything else, I need to take this moment to formally apologize to Sir Bennett of <laughs> Manhattan uh, because I was incredibly rude to you mm. on <laughs> the first recap on the night of your limo entrance, and I am eating my words. I'm fucking into you, Bennett. I'm into it. I'm really, 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 really into it. And I wasn't expecting to be. And I just need to take this second before we say anything else and just let you know that I'm admitting that I was wrong. Wow. That is really, uh, that is like really, really um, big of you, Leo. I want Bennett to be my best friend forever. I, and I think maybe that's what it is actually. Cause I think, and we'll dive deeper into it, but I think seeing the side of Bennett that I saw tonight, he reminds me of my best guy friend from college. And I'm just like, I I could fuck with you. You're not James Bond all the time. I get you. Yeah. I get you. Real. But, okay. So, let's fucking talk about the second episode of Claire's season of The Bachelorette. Oh my god. There was a lot of go- things going on in this crazy little episode, huh? And this is a good one. Uh, but the biggest thing that went on was the fact that we are still uh, have no new Bachelorette. <laughs> That's true. We are still watching Claire. Yeah, and uh, I am annoyed, honestly, by that by that fact. I would love to uh, to not have to watch Claire anymore because, not gonna lie, she's really freaking annoying. <laughs> I yeah. So towards the end of this week's episode, I kind of started to feel some feelings about Claire that we can definitely touch on when we get there. But like, yeah. I, I now feel. Well, I feel like other than the general, like, of course, she's, like, super all over Dale. Um, none of none of what I saw tonight was something I could have been like, oh, my God, yeah, that totally could happen with that dude or whatever. Yeah. Like, everything was very random also. Just a little background for some listeners. Shannon and I had a full day today. A uh, full day. I, so full. <laughs> I personally spent all day getting – intimately acquainted with some of our male contestants moms and their friends from high school and like their middle school hockey stats and i had to do some deep 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 fucking searching like to the point where shannon can confirm when i was showing her how i was finding some of this information like the levels that i went to are frightening Mm. but i got the fucking job done so we now have we now have a Google Doc spreadsheet that we collaborated. Shannon did most of the legwork with the astrology business, but we now in front of us have a table that has <laughs> complete names, ages, occupations, birthdays with the year, birthplaces, not hometowns. This is different than hometowns. This is places where like these people grew up and yep. were born. Their sun signs and then every aspect of their birth chart that Shannon could get her hands on with the information that I found for her. So we will be looking at this episode through a different lens, but one that I'm very excited about. Oh yeah. I mean, we're definitely, I feel like no matter what we're, I will, I feel like this spreadsheet just needed to happen for me to know. I have to know astrology of all these people. And the fact that this is the like most comprehensive list I think I've like ever had of bachelor birthdays so i'm thrilled to have this information (laughs) i mean i literally have i mean i have every 
I have, we have everyone's birthday except for a few stray players, but honestly, the players that we don't have birthdays for are going to be irrelevant. It's let's, fine. Let's be real. Yeah. yeah. The, the only birthdays we don't have are Bubble Dude, Straight Jacket Dude, and one more? One other one? We, we, ha- we didn't have Brandon's, but I found his mom's Facebook. Yep, yep. And he is a boring-ass Taurus, so no surprise there. None of these men are giving me anything, and I genuinely believe it's because of this is being filmed in quarantine, and they, they don't have shit to talk about. They just don't have anything to talk about. Nothing is happening. So, like, how are you supposed to talk about your life when you've been there for the last two and a half weeks, and you don't even, like, it's just, no, no, yeah. However, I will say the very first note that I have. So the beginning of this episode, the guys are just like kind of sitting around decompressing the typical intro that you get showing them enjoying their free time, which, you know, is scheduled and shitty. The first note that I have is that Shannon, you'll get this. Mm -hmm. A lot of listeners probably won't. I'm convinced that Bennett has lived or currently lives in Murray Hill. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Or Fi Dai. Or he might live in the financial district. It literally doesn't even matter to me because he lives in Manhattan in um, either Fi Dai, Murray Hill, Upper East Side. He's he's just like scream – like he's at every like bougie bar. Like he's seriously – so like decadent in his existence it's so ridiculous to me (laughs) bennett hangs out at mr purple (laughs) anyway so we'll just jump we're just gonna jump straight to like the first group activity today which i have to say which okay basically claire stood up on wait hang on before you say before we get into the date i just want to mention one a couple just a few random little notes i had before Go for it. we went off okay first Give of all obviously this intro situation they are pushing the dale thing they are pushing the previews of like these people not liking both claire and dale which just like is so dramatic already and then my favorite or one of the funniest things is like everyone is so sweaty like constantly and it starts in it's just like i know i'm gonna say this over and over but i just cannot stop thinking about how it's palm springs um but then because of the then through the palm springs lens blake moines one of the earliest quotes of the episode was man there are all these palm trees and lizards here i'm not used to these things in canada (laughs) lizards no lizards in canada bud (laughs) But also, like, that, not only that, because obviously there are lizards in Canada, of all the contestants to say that, that's the wildlife manager. Oh, my God! That's the guy who works in wildlife management. I'm... So. But I have feelings about Blake, because that's... We, yeah, we, well, we Blake really, obviously okay. has lots of feelings. But And then I also thought it was so funny when Chris walked into the room when he did his little speech for everybody, and um, he... Uh, First of all, he walked in the door. They should have had the man, men already sitting because when he walked in, he looked a good foot shorter than like all of them. And it was just like was so funny to look at Chris just like looking up at all these massively tall dudes. And I'm like, no, they, they fucked that one up. Um, but then he was like pushing the shit about like, oh, Claire said to me that she thinks her husband is here in this room and we'll find out who that is in time. And I'm just like, Jesus, like he really is loving the like. It's like I don't know. I don't even know if he loves it. I think he hates it. But the oh, fact I think that he loves it. I think it's a both. I think he loves it in the fact that he gets to play up the drama, but hates it in the fact that she's literally like, "Yeah, I love Dale. I love Dale so much. I but love also, Dale." Think about think about how much attempted alpha behavior we saw tonight. Like I think that they did it intentionally, like light of fire. Like we said in the last episode, like 
light a fire under these guys' asses to make them more competitive because they know like the guy's among us. Like she likes one of us. Like who is it? And how can I dethrone him to show her that I'm the biggest and baddest? Because mm-hmm. they're all – you can see that they all feel insecure because he says it and none of them are like, oh, it's me. Yeah. Yep. They're all like, who is it? Which one of them is it? And then that prompts all of this like big dicking, which we'll get into like when Blake interrupted and fucking five guys bum rushed him. Oh my god, that was – so aggressive honestly all these dudes are so weird like all i was thinking was like okay so if he did get up which one of you is sitting down (laughs) now what literally like what is happening it's just but okay yeah we'll get get to that um but then yeah chris's uh obviously yeah putting the husband thing and then yeah okay first date um first date people are riley jordan yosef ivan ben bennett um both of the Zachs and then so Zach Z and Zach J and Dale, of course, because, you know, we got to throw Dale in there. And this date, so the upcoming dodgeball date made me uncomfortable for different reasons. I feel like after Hannah B on Colton season fucked up that toast, they've been putting these kinds of scenarios into each season in an attempt to, I personally think, to embarrass them. I think that they're hoping that somebody says something really swoon-worthy and poetic, but then I'm also hoping that somebody says something awkward. Riley was the one who literally recited poetry to her. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I honestly – it's so funny too because I feel like – it's just hard watching these dates with Dale because obviously they're feeding us this in the producer interviews of, you know, she's talking constantly about Dale and about how she wants to be with Dale and how she wants to talk to Dale and everything about Dale. Um, so it's really hard to watch her on these dates be like, like I, it's almost like she's just like fake listening to all these other dudes. Right. And it's just giving that energy of not fully like she doesn't even feel that present until Dale steps up and then she's like a fully different person. It's and then Dale didn't even say much of anything good. He was like kind of hesitant and awkward and even the sonnet like again Riley with the sonnet and some and most of these Ben are or Ben most of these men might as well be just bore <laughs> me honestly. Well, so it was funny because I actually made a note of it. The note uh, verbatim says. In quotations, I'm excited to heal from. I'm excited to hear from Dale. Total Frankenbite. Oh, I, like, mm. I rewound it and I listened to it three times, and because it doesn't happen, she's not saying it. You don't see her mouth saying it on the screen, and you can like hear them change the clip in the middle of the sentence. So, like, I'm sure that she said things. I, I do think like- that she's fucking obsessed with him. Don't get me wrong. Oh, well, but it's just yeah. it's interesting. Like, I actively heard the Frankenbite, and I was like, hmm. Okay, I yeah, see what you're trying to do. Here. They like seriously are like they're they're really playing this up. They're editing it so hard to both show like cuz like I feel like they're trying to show that Claire is resistant to the process slightly like she's you know leaning into it whatever. I agree with that completely. I think she's trying they're trying to show that she's being resistant to the process. The men are calling her on it noticing especially the previews for the next episode they kind of same thing but they're noticing that and they're trying to play it up as as it's her fault um but not 
their fault. I don't know. It's just like such a mess. <laughs> no, I agree with you. And like, I, like the toxic masculinity in this group is really strong. And it's interesting because you can tell in their conversations with Claire, it's like, I mean, what's the age old saying? Actions speak louder than words. Yeah. When they're talking to Claire and when they're talking in interviews, they're saying all of the right things, but then all of their actions and then the way that they're speaking to each other are displaying this competitive I get it I get it it's a game and you should be competitive there's a prize at the end that you want to win but they're for sure catering to that like I big man like I win pretty woman like that whole thing it bothers me how sensitive she is and it's very hard to say that because obviously she's very much talking now on this season about what's her sign Shannon oh god um, she's, you know, clearly a fucking Pisces. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's hard because she's born, she's born right on the um, edge of Pisces and Aries season. So, uh, it could be either, but, uh, the, the morning of that, of her birthday, she was, she could have still been a Pisces. And I like, I, I'm, I, I don't take, I do not take Aries as an answer. She is a Pisces. There is, there was too much witchy shit on this uh, episode for it not to be. There was so many feet. There have been so many foot references. I can't even count them anymore. And that is Pisces rules of feet. So, um, and I literally, it's just like, <laughs> anyway, she's so you sensitive. Have the advantage of like seeing the birth chart, not laid out, but like we have the advantage of seeing the info from the birth charts of the men that she's most attracted to in this mm-hmm. moment. So it's easy to see. And we'll get there. Like as we go through the episode and talk about the men, we'll like make the com- connections and stuff. But yeah, she very clearly has a type. Oh, as God. you pointed out to me. Well, and like it's the funny. second that I started looking at the moons and shit, <laughs> like Claire's got a fucking type, guys. Well, and it's funny too because the other thing is, is I wouldn't even say Claire has a type because Claire isn't involved in casting. What I will say. Fair. Well, but I will say Claire does have a type because her top faves, her initial top favorites are all Libra moons. They all have very similar – there are lots of similarities. But as far as casting goes, this type – these types – because it's with different – or it's with with women, it's different. There's a lot more variety in astrology typically because it's more acceptable for women to be taught growing up like, oh, we need to have this love and this – romance and whatever but there are obviously women still are more frequently of, multifaceted like openly so true um and but there obviously are still trends with the women but with the men it is super common to see traditionally quote-unquote feminine signs um to see leos because leos love to be in the fame light and men are all fine like leos are happy to be like oh look at me i'm so hot on this show i want to get more instagram followers libras same thing um but it's often so common to see water signs, Libras, Leos, um, Scorpio types, just like it's so funny. And that that shit just is spread over all of her men. There are five Cancer moons, four Pisces moons, one uh, there's a couple, I think one or two Scorpio moons, and three Libra moons. Like it's it's too funny how that's the case. Cause all these men are actually okay with being a little bit open more about their feelings and stuff. Um, whereas all those earth sign men are like, I do not care. <laughs> well, that's what I found so interesting about Jason's date, the one-on-one that comes after this weird. So after the balcony and the men doing like professing their love <laughs> to Claire, We got into two more portions of the date. One of those was gift giving, which I found very bizarre. 
Yeah, and they literally had them run back to their rooms to get stuff for her. Like it was fucking strange. It's so strange, and also some of it was just like, "Here's my T-shirt. I smell like me." Um, so which was yeah, dumb. but then there was what's his face? Was it was it Riley? I think it was Riley with the the baseball. Oh, was Riley the baseball? No, someone who's oh, the, I don't the know. chest. There, there was the first, it was the chest. Oh, I think it was Riley. It was Riley yeah. the chest. Riley and, the chest. Oh, no, um, no, no, no. That was Ivan. That was Ivan. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, And I remember him in his little quarantine intro. He was playing chess with himself. So I guess he really loves chess. And I guess his- I liked Ivan. Ivan seems sweet. Ivan has like a sweet face. Yeah, there's a lot of these dudes I'm actually really excited for um, with um, coming with Tasha. I think that a lot of these men will vibe with her. And I feel like, you know, maybe that was a point. But, um, but anyway- um, uh, well, okay, really quick before we move on, I made a note about Dale because a lot of the men gave sentimental gifts or like seemingly sentimental gifts. And I can tell you from personal experience because I did this when I was like 11. I gave my boyfriend a gift that I like uh, just picked up something random and gave it fake sentimental meaning because I didn't like him that much and didn't want to part with anything actually sentimental. Ah, yes. But yes. anyway. Stop. Oh my God. This, you know I'm what I'm feeling, saying? Like, anyway. No, I'm feeling very seen. Yeah. But, but that's what I feel like Dale did as well because people are giving like legitimate sentimental gifts, like a, a, an old baseball that like someone had written words of wisdom on. And then yeah, like, Dale turns what? around and gives her perfume for her dog. I, and what that says to me is Dale walked into Dale is that man who remembers that it's your anniversary on his way home, stops at the Rite Aid, and then picks up the most random fucking thing. That way you can't tell if it was bought with a lot of thought or no thought at all. Well, no, what ma- this makes me, what this gave me was that he knew that she would like this. Like, again, they must have been talking. Do you think that's do you think this. that's I at this point I'm convinced. The way that that was watching the show. I know in the last recap. I know I'm convinced that they talk. Oh, yeah, I just, yeah. I'm I'm not but convinced I think, that that gift was actually thoughtful. I well, don't know. I, well, okay. First of all, none of these gifts were thoughtful because they were literally pulling random shit from their rooms. I don't give any sure. of these things a thoughtful. I think that they just I think that just shows that dude's willingness to give up some sentimental stuff for a for a like you know for what is that man gonna do without his chest without his chest piece like probably by like oh like he just gave one chest piece yeah like he, doesn't he just have a full gave set now. one queen away like <laughs> yeah anyway. like that's what I don't understand like I don't get maybe they get them back maybe yeah. it's just for show I mean probably but who knows I mean but what I will why say would she want those though when you honestly, think about it like why would she want girl? sentimental shit from her exes yeah no, thank you um but I also thought was funny about this was how they used the clip of um the men running back from where their date was back to their rooms um and that was the clip of right of I think it was easy or Damar jumping over they like hurling the hedges. Yeah. <laughs> and it made it look like it was going to be some, oh God, no, someone's jumping. And like in the preview, and it was literally just that. It was just him want, running to the room, like sweating for no reason because it's not like they were rushing. Like it, no. Um, but anyway, that was a weird day. So, but wait, the gift part, but then it was the physical. Touch they had the- to feel up on each other, and, and I did not like that. 
Okay, so I noticed while this was happening, for the listeners, uh, Claire and the men were blindfolded one by one, which I thought was strange. I think that all of the men should have been blindfolded fucking period. Yeah, actually, uh, good um, point. That's the case. Well, yeah, and, like, so that leads me to my next point is, like, while I'm watching it, you can see the way that the cameras, like, were shooting, the angles that they were getting. You can see the two people that are involved, like, Claire and the men that – and then through them, you see Zach J standing next to Dale. Zach J is actively looking – everywhere in the room except for at Claire and the guy that she's touching at that moment and Dale is fucking staring daggers oh my god Dale can't look away he was and it made me so uncomfortable glaring (laughs) I did not like that especially because like I don't care I wouldn't like that I don't give a fuck about how confident I am I don't care about the process just for my own well-being and sanity I don't want to watch yeah the guy I'm into I just that's so bizarre that you like want to see that and be like, yeah, let me just Yeah, you know, I mean take all this in. It's uh it's interesting. Um also not to I'm gonna do back real quick. I forgot to mention one thing about the gift thing that I I have in my notes. Oh, they yeah. didn't say it. It was a it was during a, the montage part of just kind of the oh, this gift, this gift, gifted. But I noticed it because I've seen it before. Ben, the one who I, you know, the Ben who was the guy um, who hit – it was like on the first episode, he was the guy who took her out to the day to hit the carnival thing that went up all the – you know, like the yeah. – um, And apparently, according to Game of Roses pod, uh, or Patreon episode, which I have listened to now, um, they uh, apparently kissed Ben and, or ben and Claire – um, on the first night, it. and they didn't show it, and they were thinking on the huh. they were thinking on Game of Roses. It's possible that, and I totally see this um, because he does seem like a really good dude. Um, I, I feel like they're probably trying to keep him fresh for Tasha, not trying to like taint him too much with like Claire feelings, you know. Um, at least with the editing. Uh, but either way, um, Ben gave her a four a copy of the Four Agreements, the book. Do you know that book? So I don't know the book, but I remember it was a little yellow one, right? Yeah. It is literally one of the most classic, like, like this, (laughs) I feel like it's like the first step to any person being like, hmm, I'm going to (laughs) self-reflect. Like, and so to me that was like giving him that or giving her that honestly, and I'm so bummed they didn't show it more. To give Claire a book like that is so smart. Um, also, if you've not – everybody – the four, but the four agreements are literally – it's about, like, don't take things personally. Don't make assumptions. Uh, how not to allow everything else to bother you. Like, to kind yeah. of feel like, oh, this actually isn't about me. And anyway, but he gave her that book and I saw that. I was like, oh, my God, clocked. So, Ben, you're at least a little bit on the, like, woo-woo woke side. Cool. Dope. Um, but, yeah, okay. That was that. I just had to mention that because – it was well Ben this is what I love I and I think I mean you know my chart you know what I'm working with personally so maybe it's me but while I'm looking through our massive spreadsheet I noticed that I am some of my favorites with the exception of Blake Moynes but like I said we'll get there um all of my favorites are fire sun and water moons which is what I am for the listeners that don't know this um, but I like them. I like the vibes. And Ben is one of those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's what is he? He's Ben's a. Uh, let me get to this spreadsheet. Leo with an Aquarius moon, possible Pisces moon. Oh yeah, because he was right there on the edge without a birth time, so he was like a super late degree Aquarius moon. But I could honestly, if 
I wouldn't be surprised if he was another Pisces moon just to join the cohort. There is another Aquarius moon in the group, so maybe. Um, and also a lot of random Aquarius energy, lots of Aquarius, Venuses, and Mars, because again, there are a lot of Pisces people and a lot of. But yeah, it's just interesting. Um, uh, our our Aquarius moon is our lovely, gentlemanly, chivalrous Yosef. Mm, yeah, love that. <laughs> um, so they were they were touching each other all over the place, and nobody did the kissing thing. And again, I think it was Riley that was like kissing her hand, and I was like hot. I was like, okay, this is sexy. Like I'm into that. That's well, really smart because. Not only are you doing something that separates you, like, because, I mean, how many hugs can you really remember? Yeah, you know what right. I mean? Like, and, and then she was saying that she was like, oh, I know who all of you are by your smell. Like, okay. Whatever. Which, okay. I have something to say about that, too. But really quick on Riley. I liked it because, like, not – like I said, like, not only is he doing something to separate himself from the pack, but also you're demonstrating your knowledge of um, erogenous zones. Yes. Um, also, it's so funny because he is a uh, Scorpio Venus. And of course, he's like, let me show you all those erogenous zones I know about. And he's a Virgo. Those Virgos are freaky. And she's a Virgo moon. So I could really see that being even just like I could say I could sense their chemistry. Obviously, she's all up into Dale. But the, the, the little bits that she's giving to other people, I could sense that she was like vibing with Riley. Um, and later when they're during their conversation, um, he was saying, what was he talking? He was talking about like, oh, he was like asking her um, about like what she wants in a husband and was like dancing with her. And it was just like really nice. Like I was like, wow, Riley, I'm into you. And I literally texted my friend who was watching it also. And I was like, I could see myself getting wooed by Riley. Like, but uh, when mm. Dale, when Dale was touching all over Claire, uh, oh, yes. they were like, <laughs> like, they were basically fucking. I mean, like, like they were literally all up all over each other. And she's already saying in her interview, I feel like we kind of already have that uh, connection. Like, I didn't fully get enough of that physical touch. And she's just, like, all about – she's like, I am in love with this man and I want to just rub my body on his body. I think it's the producer's dream because you think about the fact that in any other regular bachelor, bachelorette circumstance, they're isolated and they are they're sleep deprived in solitary, basically. And that alone produces like really crazy emotional responses in regards to like the relationships between the lead and the men. And then you think about the fact that not only have they been isolated in the process of the bachelorette, but for months prior, like they or no, not they, but like, I think it would be in Claire's best interest to like take a step back and take cold showers every five fucking minutes because I don't think she's thinking with her head mm-hmm. and I don't think she can help it because she's been by, like she's been God. isolated for so long that it's lust bomb. Yeah. It's like really messy, <laughs> really messy. Uh, yeah. She's definitely needs to be like hosed down. <laughs> Like, I mean, I'm down. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not slut shaming. I'm down oh, for no. it. Like, if that's how, like, if that's how you want to figure it out, then that's yeah, how you want to figure it out. But, but she's also at the same time is very much like present. I'm like, I want to find my person, my man, my husband, my this, my love, my life, all this. You know, she's super hopeless romanticy. So, but, but uh, yeah. Anyway, so they do the touch stuff, and then we go off to the second portion. You know, the like cocktail part after the date, and. Um, Claire is obviously before that part is literally in her interview playing up about how she's like first thought is like I want to talk to Dale I love my man um, and then she like 
sits down in this group of men. There is no music. They're, they have not edited music in the background because they know that they have. This is how we generate the awkward moment. Um, yep. And <laughs> she is literally giving every goddamn hint to ha- for someone to be a first responder. No one is pulling her out uh, and, and taking her to talk. And it's like the most – and this is what I meant earlier when I said I just don't think these group of guys have it as players because what the fuck? What the fuck? Like I don't I don't I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. And she basically was like begging them like, "Okay, let's get this started. Do we want to any she's bas- she's literally like, "Does anyone want to hang out with me?" And then Bennett's like, okay, yeah, I'll take you. Let me steal you. And he's like, oh, I've been so excited to talk about you. And I'm like, dude, you fucked that up already. Like, come on. Like, and, and but he mentioned immediately that like they were all enjoying hanging out together. <laughs> I feel obviously like number one, these men should have got off their dumbass fucking asses and taken Claire. Someone should have taken Claire to talk. Like, for sure. Don't even like that is the number one. You that is the game. What like, else are you doing? Right. Literally, what else what? are you doing? You're gonna sit and stare at her all together in silence. Like that's great. Good job. Yeah, wanna- well, this was the first display of like that weird, subtle alpha competitive attitude that I saw because every single one of the guys was trying to be the one to like apologize for the group, uh-huh. even though no one needed or wanted guy. But then also, this was too the same thing of like. When when Yosef was like, oh, I think I'm speaking for the group when I say, and Briley's like, no, no, no. It just like was real quick. Of, and she's like, no, don't speak for the group. Speak for yourself. And it's just like, uh, bro. Like this was, it was just like such a fumble. So messy. This was just such a disaster, honestly. Like, and, and then they all jumped in. It was, yeah. It, and it, so when they were all standing, it bothered uh, me so fucking much. Like, and it's also too funny, like funny because the men, they love to do that to assert some dominance. So I just stand up and be like puff chest and like, we're going to, uh, uh, um, but, but it was so weird. And so she, but she, but this is also was like also kind of annoying too, was she was like, well, does no one want to hang out with me? And she's like giving me that, like, do they not like me? And I'm like, girl, you also could have just pulled someone, you know, you could have just like, okay, no one wants me. Dale, come on. Like, it, it's just funny. Cause yeah. she's, so and so, I obviously get it. Again, these men should have got off their asses. What the fuck? You have this bachelorette here. You should be all over her. But at the same time, too, I was very annoyed. And she's just like, but they don't like. What they like? Bleh. And she couldn't even get her conversation out with Bennett. And then she fucking ignored him the rest of the time after that. At least from what we saw well, on so the edit. This is what started pissing me off. And I'm glad you said the edit to remind me that like I can't mm-hmm. solely say that this is how it happened because obviously there's editing. But what frustrated me is what prompted all of the men to stand up was Zach J standing up and be like, well, then let me do it. Like, let me be the first one. Let me take you. And then all the guys started standing up one by fucking one. And then ultimately, Dale turns around after Claire says something else. And Dale almost word for word repeats exactly what Zach J said and steps in between them, escorting Claire off. And I will say in regards to like alphaness and dominance, like smart move, I guess, I... I don't know. Maybe it's a difference between me and Claire, but like I wouldn't be fucking cool with that. Especially you, you anyway, my point is you can see her favoritism towards Dale cuz she has beef with like the other guys doing shit like that, but Dale could get away with murder and she wouldn't give a fuck. Mhm. Mhm. She would let him walk all over every rest. You can tell. Like 
they set you up to think so for the next episode, but like it seems like all the guys start roasting Dale and she gets like hella protective. Yeah. We'll see how that actually plays out, but you can see that's what they're trying to make us think. Well, and it's also too very clear when you look at her when she when Dale is mentioned, when Dale shows up in her line of sight, her vision it like blurs over. Like it literally looks like she just doesn't even see reality anymore. And that is what I think is so dangerous with her because in her past seasons of the show and also in her past engagement that they loved to just leave out in the beginning, um, this is kind of what happened. Like she fully saw rose colored glasses through all sorts of stuff with Benoit and all of the past dudes on bachelor paradise. It's just like, She's really, I'm just seeing her fall in these patterns that she's pretty used to. And I don't know if that's going to do well for her. Yeah, because Dale too, like, again, Dale didn't grab her. And Dale also, like, literally wishy-washy ass fucking pulled her away afterward after all of the, like, arguing, weird arguing stuff. He was like, oh, 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 I'll just save you from this. And we can argue about that later. And I was like, what the fuck? It was like a really weird scenario and I he like am- participated in it and then all of a sudden uh, he was above it. Yeah. And it was just very I feel you. It was really strange behavior and I wasn't really down with it. Yeah, and I don't know. And I honestly think that Dale Dale just gives me a lot of just sleazy dude energy, honestly. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I will say that my very next note, like after I, before Dale actually pulled Claire away, I made a note that Dale and Claire kind of like had a moment in this group of guys. Like all of these guys were still around them and he hadn't pulled them off or he hadn't pulled her off and separated her yet. And they're still in this like sea of men that have now stood up. And I made a note that like Dale and Claire having a moment while people are around, while people are around like no one else is around is going to be fucking canon for the rest of the time Claire's on the TV. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I just And that's what's gonna make everybody lose their shit. Yeah. Yeah. I I just like don't know if she and Dale are together. I just I don't know. I just fucking hope I all I will say is I fucking hope that next episode is the last of it. If next episode does not end with Tasha's foot stepping out or of that limo, I'm yeah. gonna be so annoyed. I'm over it. I'm over it. Okay. Um, well, I personally think that they're not together. Yeah, I don't think so. It just doesn't give me that vibe at all anymore. So and, I also yeah. made notes. Tell me your notes because I was. But I also made notes about her conversation with Dale. So I, I oh, made a note yes. about how Dale swooped in and like stole her away, like intercepted Zach J. The first note that I made when they were alone having their one on one conversation is that I am getting. we're on week two and I'm already fed the fuck up with that weird moaning baby voice that she puts on every time she talks to him. I literally wrote the weird, like, did you hear that? I go, yeah, I was literally like, Claire is giving such bottom energy with this lip bite. She was literally undressing him. That's what I'm saying. She needs to be hosed down. Like she is like, it is, There is no part of her that has not imagined Dale on her in every single which way. And I just like think that she – like she's literally just like – like the lip bite was killing me. She's staring at like, "Mm, yeah, just like say whatever you want to say because it doesn't matter. But like that's exactly how she was talking. Like it was a weird like moaning whisper. Yeah. And she was literally like – Yeah, exactly. Fucking – she's what – yeah, yes. 
yes, yes. Yeah, it was like really uh, a lot to watch and I'm just really um, over it. And then something else that I have about Dale and Claire's conversation. Claire lets Dale in on the not so secret that she basically she basically tells him like you're the front runner. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm unless somebody else like comes out of fucking nowhere, I'm going to pick you and I already know that. She like tells him that. And the note that I made is that Claire fucked up. Claire should have kept that under her hat because like where is his incentive? Mm-hmm. You've already – you don't know anything about this man and you've already decided that, yep, you're going to win. What is his incentive to open up? What is he going to tell you that you don't have to pry for now? Like he seems very like seemingly forthcoming, but what has he actually told her other than the fact that his sister is sick? Yeah, well, and that's the thing too is – And he thinks that he's an empath. <laughs> Ugh. It's a Pisces moon, so he's got to think he's an empath. I bet all those fucking Pisces moons on that show think they're empaths. But no, Dale, I, but this is again where this conversation with her and Dale really showed me, like, I feel like they, they had to, had to have talked. Like, they had to have talked. Like, because the way that they were talking, like, she, and he was like, yeah, and your mom, and she's like, yeah, I don't want to, I, I, my mom, and they're like talking. You, you, you know that thing when couples, have talked about something prior and they're talking about it in public and then they're giving you like they're talking in half sentences but they know what each it's other like is brief saying. references yeah and they know what each other is saying and they don't have to finish it and it's just like it i it, agree and i think that was what was happening is like they have talked about things prior and now they know we're sitting there she's like yeah he's like you don't have to tell me i know what you're going through with your mom i had you and my your mom in my prayers he literally said that um dropping the christian era reference also because bachelor but literally it it was just like a moment where i'm like this is is so clear that they had it's now almost too obvious yeah last episode i wasn't sure and it's so yeah last episode i was like well if they're gonna address the fact that blake reached out to her via dms then they would probably address dale right well i take that all back because i'm convinced that they didn't address it but we know that they're going to it's mentioned Um, But now it feels like I want to give her the benefit of the doubt and assume that Claire does not have the emotional intelligence of like a fucking middle school girl. And I have to assume that the only reason that she could like the only logical reason that she would be so invested in him and so confident so early on is that she had to have talked to him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because based on what we've seen, if she really felt that confident based on him just walking out of the fucking limo and is willing to give up everything based on that first reaction, then I don't really trust her judgment about anything. Yeah. Like with the first episode, uh, her reactions, you know, a hopeless romantic watches that and easily could be like, oh my God, it was love at first sight. Every love story is unique and whatever your love story is, it's fucking special to you and whatever. And not everyone's is the same. I think that Claire already kind of like knows that she wants to be with Dale and is trying to write herself this epic love story. Like, I don't know if she even necessarily felt that way, but she felt some kind of way and is trying to play it up. That way she can look back and say like, did you see how much I knew? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's like kind of fraudulent and like she's trying to rewrite history as it's happening to give herself this ideal outcome that I think is going to blow up in her face mm-hmm. personally. I don't agree with it, but I get what she's doing. She's been a little messy. Yeah, no, I feel you. I think that it's uh, I think it's interesting, but no matter what, we'll see. But anyway, wait a minute. Okay, so wait. Uh, Dale and her finish talking, um, and that's. Then we have our classic white boy blitz. Yeah. Until we get to Riley. 
Yes, 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 right. And then, yeah, a bunch of boys all over the place. And then um, brought up the word. This is, oh, this is it again. He talked about words of affirmation. He talked about what she wants in a husband. They danced. Um, it was cute. But anyway, they were cute. And then pretty much right after the Riley conversation, she gives him the rose, the date rose. Which did shock me. I really did think that Dale was going to get it. I agreed with him. I And I also just like thought Dale was going to get it because like, she's just – you know, giving him everything, but whatever. Nope, she gave it to Riley, and I was kind of surprised. And good for that, bud. Good for good for him. I skipped ahead because I was looking at the fact that Jason gets the first one on one because they split. I forget that they do this during the date. They split, yeah, for the dudes, and they give. Um, so they gave him the one on one date, and I was, and they want him to write a a letter to his former self, and I'm literally like, oh my god, this is about to be some Pisces bullshit. Um, but. I, uh, but he gets, I was surprised that Jason of all people and, and also Blake Moynes was also surprised and it's already starting to like stew a little bit, not getting the one-on-one. And he was like, I got the kiss. Like I should have got, you know, he's feeling very entitled to Claire. Um, and anyway, but then I just noticed, yeah, this is what you said. White man blitz, white boy blitz. Um, I realized these men really don't have anything to talk about. Like they're just so boring to listen to. Talk. Not a fucking thing. And, and like, we get a nice conversation with Zach C when Claire pulls her like current her PTC, which is so funny to me but that she's getting like she's giving the tragedy talks when it's she's the lead. But yeah, she's talking it's, about, you know, mm. she said she used the show as a way to literally get out of an abusive relationship. And that phrasing was so specific because the way she talked, she said that she obviously said this to Chris and well, that's interview. how I heard it when she said it last week. Well, I, I just heard it as she left an a, a abusive relationship and then went on the show. But this one was a full phrase of, I got on this show so that I could leave that relationship. And I'm literally like, Holy shit. Because thinking about that, yeah. it's like also to get on the bachelor, like she must've lied, I guess, at least about being somewhat single or, um or anything but i don't know it was it just it just opened a lot of questions uh but then it also at the same time explained her behavior on Juan Pablo's season and the way that she so strongly reacted to him sending her home at the end uh it's just really interesting but yeah so she tells that to Zach so after her conversation with Zach we get a couple talking head interviews with the guys before we get to the next morning when Jason gets the date card and i made a note that in his talking head interview Yosef, our Pisces sun, Aquarius moon from fucking Alabama, said that Claire is hot-headed and immature. And I personally thought that Claire was being totally fucking reasonable when she shut him down when he tried to, like, speak for the entire group. I think we can agree. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's interesting because... We hear contestants say, can I steal you aggressively, like, all the time. Yeah, all the time. So for Yosef to sit there and say, like, I didn't know what you were supposed to do. Like, oh, what are we supposed to do? Just, like, grab her? Yes. Have you ever fucking seen this show before? Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like, again, back to these men are not up to par. This is not – no. They're fucking lame. No, I was embarrassed for him. I, when he said that, I was like, you seem insecure as fuck right now just because, like, she shut – and that's another demonstration. This is, like, the second – or, I mean, probably not the second, but the second we're counting in this podcast. The second demonstration of this insane alpha male – or, like, desired alpha male perception, like, toxic masculinity in this episode 
she shuts him down and he's like, she's hot headed and unreasonable when like he jumped out of pocket in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you going to say I'm hot headed and unreasonable when you were the one raising your voice at me and all I did was tell you to stop? Yeah, it's like, it's just really aggressive and I'm not a general fan and Yosef is annoying and Riley's reaction to Yosef is annoying and all of their whole, all of them were annoying. Next morning, Jason gets the date card and it really did set the tone for what this date was. She asks him to write a letter. It was a lot. I mean, I I understand Jason's immediate hesitation. Like he was immediately stressed. He was immediately nervous to tell uh, or to like he was talking to. I don't know who he was talking to um, in that really split second after the date card pre-date. He was like nervous to tell someone like I don't want a. I'm nervous about being vulnerable. I don't want to share my feelings and all this stuff. And um, and he was definitely giving me energy in the beginning, like, that he was not fucking with that. Like, most men obviously are like, oh, I don't like sharing my feelings. But he, like, I literally wrote in my my notes from this uh, this date that I was like, this man has, like, some capital T trauma. He is when holding – reading that letter? Yeah. Like, there's a lot – there's a lot happening. And he, I think, was so freaked out. And, and, and I – and so I actually have a lot of thoughts about this because I was um, – his chart, right? He uh, – he is also a Libra son of Pisces moon, just like Dale. So – funny but i was looking at his chart and i immediately was just thinking like oh man all right is this boy i told my friends i was like i feel like this man has toxic parent problems and immediately that's what he says we're on this date and we get to the date first of all they're sitting outside a fucking fire which i know why they did the fire later but my first thought was oh my god are they not boiling um I know, you know, desert cool night, but no, it gets like a hundred and something million degrees in the Palm Springs. Like it's not, no. But anyway, so we're on this date and they first write these like freight, like, like descriptor adjectives on this like plate. It like looked like just like, I don't know, ceramic, but not ceramic. What like, what's that like? Yeah, like it was just like a little stone tablet. Yeah, it was like some kind of stone tablet, but they wrote uh, down. Terracotta. Yeah, there it is. Terracotta. That's what I was looking for. It's like, it's that orangey color one. Um, But they wrote down these descriptor words that people had described them as, and they were like really dramatic and dark, both of them. And then they like smashed it against a, against the wall or the or rock and like it destroyed it. And it was like that whole moment. And then after that. Well, can I say, I think that it would have been incredibly appropriate. Like now that you're saying this and now that I'm thinking about it deeper. I think it would have been incredibly appropriate to clarify and or specify like are those no but like are those are those things that people call you often or is that the worst thing that someone has ever called you because I think that Mm -hmm. fucking matters if like one woman if one woman in your life calls you manipulative okay if you hear that you're manipulative often hmm yeah um, and I will, but I will say, uh, from when he started explaining his parents, a lot of the descript as someone who has, um, quite an interesting parent life. Um, but I, but his descriptors, even it sounded like a lot of stuff that was projected onto him because he even said like my mom, like 
he said something to me that I need to now find his brother on his Instagram and look up his birthday because he said, my brother and I are on the exact same emotional level with our parents. We have the same emotional reactions to our parents. And I'm like, oh boy, moon sign, same. I bet you that's another Pisces moon brother. But anyway, yeah, I know you will. Um, But (laughs) anyway, they, they literally, so they read these letters and Claire, I don't even remember what Claire said. I was focusing on Jason, but Jason was talking in, it was like really emotional, but he was just like, you know, forgiving himself for having to see things that he had to see growing up. And, and he was being super, and I wrote, I was like, he's being super vague about this trauma. I feel like this is the kind of like the, the trauma tease where he gives us little and he's gonna, he's setting Claire up to ask later. Uh, yeah, because he wasn't giving us the full story, but he did say that his parents had been together. He's like, I love my parents, but they've been together for 35 years. And I, and he was saying, this is like he was giving me the energy of a child who was not allowed to criticize his parents ever because the way he was responding, he was literally like, yeah, I mean, I just, well, you know, we don't think they should be together. Like, you know, it's not great. And it's just like the things we've witnessed are kind of not great, like intense and dark. He literally said this thing. And I'm like, he's trying to kind of like be like, huh? like he's, try- it just sounds like he's never been able to actually say that there's a problem because he would probably get like beat for like, you know, like that's kind of classic kid. Yeah, yeah. You can tell that he's someone that's been walking on eggshells for yeah. a really long time. And it was really sweet of Claire. I thought in this date, cause she was like really consoling him. Cause I mean, she's a fucking Pisces. So of course I'm ready to help him through all of this. But she also was very annoying to me too. At the same time, if she was consoling him at that same, she was also really, she was trying to press, like she really wanted to know what it was, but he was very clearly not ready to open up about it. And I was just like, ugh, girl. But I was just, I don't know. I was like watching this and I was like, wait, Jason, the silly, wasn't Jason the one with the fart? Uh, Jason was a pregnant belly. No, pregnant belly. That's right. It was like it was some really goofy entrance. And here he yeah. is being now someone that I literally want to just hold in my arms and be like, well, it's okay, baby. <laughs> I mean, think about it. He Granted, he was an NFL lineman, so his size worked to his favor. But even his Instagram bio says former fat guy. Uh, what is the most common coping mechanism for like bullying or like in an effort to shield yourself from criticism is humor? So it would make sense that he has like a goofier side and you tend to gravitate towards your goofy side in an effort to avoid the emotional side. I know uh, I'm guilty of I that. I was about to say, hello, I'm a Sagittarius. Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm the biggest. That's like when Claire says like, I'm the first one to make like a self-deprecating joke. I'm like, no, Claire, I am. Oh my God. <laughs> also, she's literally like, you're literally not the first person to make a self-deprecating <laughs> Please relax with that. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, so, okay, so their date was – but after the date, anyway. they burn their letters. But then she burns her dress that she wore on the, the finale dress. of Juan Pablo's season. And Do you think that was her idea or a producer's idea? 100% a producer's idea. Yeah, me too. I think, so. I think so too. Um, but I do believe she is that kind of nostalgic to keep the dress. So – but they burn her dress and – then it then he gives she gives him the I thought they were gonna like leave the setting, but nope, they stayed there. She gave him the rose and peace out and off to literally it was a move boom to commercial and the next was it wasn't even an announcement of the day card, it was just the rest of them. Uh 
because I they just ran into the next date. Like it was so that quick. <laughs> so uh, balls, 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 balls. I, I need you to. I need to. I wish I could have. I wish I. I might watch again tomorrow just to tally the amount of times they said balls. Like, oh my god, it was aggressive. It was. It was more aggressive than like typical puns, and not only that, it was aggressive to the point like way after the game part, like. With Blake being like, oh, I wanted to show her I have balls. It's just like, what? We're, we're, we're off the date. You don't have to, you don't, no, we don't have to do that. So yeah, I just, that was, a, that was aggressive. The balls jokes were a lot. Um, I also was bummed briefly for, um, so, oh fuck, I should have Googled this before we started. Um, uh, the, the man, the, the super famous actor, uh, who died recently but he was uh he was the color commentator with chris harrison on all of the sportsy dates in like multiple seasons past you you know who i'm talking about it's fred willard it's fred willard sorry i said that you're so funny i still have my headphones in left me no i look so funny i heard you saying it and like as soon as you were like the fake he like yeah, the actor, he died recently. I was like, dodgeball, Fred Willard. Fred, thank you. Yeah, exactly. He was, but he was like always playing as the color commentator on the sports dates. And this was the first time we had no sports well, Shannon, dates. did you know that he was also the color commentator from the movie Dodgeball? Yeah. Wait, well, I remember, I remember, yeah. Yeah, it's him and Jason Bateman. And then it's Fred Willard and he plays like the actual commentator on ESPN, uh, the Ocho. Yeah, wow. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember. He's always – he's just such a great – So uh, it would have been so perfect. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Whoa. That's full circle. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I literally wrote in here, too. I was like, wow, it's so sad that we don't have – we don't have him on the sports dates. But, yeah, because I remember him va- fondly from Bachelor Winter Games, a.k.a. one of the seasons where Claire was very prominent. Um, and because he was I literally – he was a, he was the color commentator on every fuck game on that show like it was so cute i do not have any notes about this date oh i have a lot i don't have so you can go you can take this one i don't have any until the very 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 end okay got it well we start this date with um you know literally everybody yelling balls 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 there's so much balls everyone's just talking about balls and we show up and literally uh claire is shooting dodgeballs in one of those uh just like an electronic ball the, the automatic one yeah. and so yeah. she was literally just pummeling them with dodgeballs on the walk-in and they were all screaming like yeah and one of them literally oh kenny of course kenny the one we were shit talking last episode that i will continue to shit talk um Kenny literally goes, I'm so glad we have a dodgeball day and not something like dancing or singing or poetry. Like he literally is just like, I'm so glad I get to be a bro and I don't have to do something like romantic and girly. (laughs) Can we point out the irony that he said that he's glad he doesn't have to do anything music related, but he's a fucking boy band manager as Um, a career choice? I have looked very heavily into Kenny, as you know. Everybody, I was like I said, guys, we had a busy day today. I was like deep in Kenny's tagged photos, deep, deep, deep. Um, but literally, Kenny, I don't. When he says he's a boy band manager, what I think he does is run boy band themed like party nights. 
because that's kind of what he was promoting. Like that was like what he was tagged in so much of stuff. Like he doesn't at all. Like he doesn't. That's what I was going to say. I don't think he's a manager as much as I think he's a promoter. Manager, right. And if anything, what he really is, is a model. Kenny is a model. He is signed to a modeling agency. And not only is he a model, he is a nude model. A lot. His tagged photos are full of his ass. You don't have to look hard at all. He is naked in so many photos. It's absurd. I literally sent a picture to my girlfriend because I was like, I need you. This is crazy. I could see everything but dick. Like there were pubes. I like he is full blown out there. Not only that, there are so many photos of him like choking up on men and it's like really queer content. It's just like really jarring. Um, anyway, so, not jarring in the sense because we know that Shannon is a woke queen. Not jarring oh, in the sense that it's jarring yeah. to us, but jarring to the sense that this person is on The Bachelorette. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm living for any kind of sexuality, sexual fluidity of any contestant. It's just like was jarring to me how like like it's just like really you gay. But what was funny to me though is that uh, well, I'll tell us. I'll, I'll continue really quickly with the day because yeah, I do have yeah. another Kenny comment that brings back to the Ooh. ass pictures. But he so obviously um, they split into two teams to play dodgeball, red and blue. And of course, in the locker rooms, they are showing their like jock straps of the color, and they're like, "What? Why would we need jock strap like that? What?" And I mean, obviously, we need a jock strap because I guess you know dodgeball, but it wasn't really a, do- a jock strap as it was a sling infuriate this like infuriated me so much because they're literally like chris is like cool yay let's do a dodgeball game and then she's like wait chris i want to up the ante what if we played strip dodgeball and i'm like claire you did not just have this idea this has been the plan the whole time that is why they're in these little strappy jock strap things under their shorts like Please stop feeding me this. Can't we just again? I just wish that we didn't have to be presented as it was. It was Claire's idea. No, it wasn't. But I will give it to her for being thrilled. Like her reactions to watching the men strip were me. Me. She's just like, because they're playing dodgeball outside and they're all glistening and muscly, and I'm literally watching them like, mm, yes. I've also been locked up in quarantine too long, Claire. Like, ooh, they were beautiful. Uh, and also, I was glad that the blue team was the one stripping because all the hotter ones were on the blue team. <laughs> also, because the red team was literally, it was what? It was Jay. Uh, I'm trying to think of all the men on the date later. Chasen, um, uh, like Brandon, uh, yeah, what, Yosef, like ugh, all of the, no, like all the people who are going to go home in the next few uh, days. Well, they would go home in the next few days if, uh, just yeah but anyway so dodgeball game starts they start stripping jay ends up literally being the dodgeball king and literally winning every round for the red team it also later in the evening he was the one of the ones who was more upset about the interruption but anyway uh what was funny though that the the, the game starts and then they so jay wins the first round for the red team they play three rounds right because there's you know three things to take off uh, which are shirt shorts and jock strap um but oh no and socks they did the jock strap of their own volition yeah literally whatever socks is stupid but um anyway so they then they had this aggressive ref who was like blew the whistle and was like 
shirts off. Ah! <laughs> like, where'd you come from, dude? Um, and anyway, so she is, uh, this was when we start stripping and she compliments on the blue team, Kenny's ass. And she says, Oh my telling Chris, she's, uh, she's like, Oh my God, Kenny's butt. Why is it so tan? And I immediately thought of my endless hours scrolling in the pit of his tagged photos of his ass. And all I could think of was Claire. It's because this man has his ass taken photos of constantly. Of course he has a tan ass that's amazing but he has a really nice ass i'm gonna give it to him but it's just it was it was so funny to me because that scene specifically justified all of my scrolling today like it gave the the pit provided okay it gave to me it gave me what i needed and the show just it rewarded me it rewarded my deep dive so anyway that happened and then she made um she made the red team take their shirts off just to like play even because she obviously wants to look at them. But then uh, they kicked the blue team's ass. Literally, like the blue team did not win a single round. They won the, the red team won three for three, and they sent those blue team asses home on their literal walk of shame, uh, where they were literally all cupping their dicks in their hands, walking and back. I have to ask, why was that necessary? Considering their work clothes why did they make them they, walk back in jock straps I why did they do that have it in all caps on my notes i have they didn't let these men put clothes on for both the scene where they come back to the men and they're like we lost we had to leave the date they're sitting naked on the couch with pillows on their fucking laps like i'm saying like it's so then, weird and then, like loins is in his little interview because he's talking about being upset that he didn't get to see her and he's like well what was the point if I don't get to see it, which is so rude. He was being so entitled in an annoying way. Like, dude. But I wrote, um, Blake's ego and entitlement is showing he's in the- then I said, like, he's an example because like he broke the rules. Oh, anyway, we're getting I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So Blake is definitely um super salty about not going on the date. But then this one little moment, Bennett. This is where his cancer stellium is showing. He's literally cancer, sun, moon, Venus, Mercury, like every fucking thing is cancer. He literally was like, well, you know, he was like being supportive of like the fact that they lost. Like, it's okay. I'll see you. Like, he, he was just such a little baby. It was just so funny. Um, but he was yeah, also, I love him. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but then, yeah, I was screaming over the fact that Blake was doing his talking head interview naked, holding his dick in front of the producers. Like, I just, those <laughs> These producers are fucking wild. Like, not that they were living because it was like, huh, great, cooled off. Like, <laughs> anyway, we flash back to the day. Uh, they the, the red team is on their little post date win and uh, chasing. Uh, she gets a foot rub from Easy. Oh yeah, the Easy. I forgot that first. Yeah, the the foot rub happens, which again is um, hello fucking Pisces. She's getting that foot rub. There are so many feet references in this fucking show already. Like, it's wild. The shoes, like, it's just, ugh. but. Anyway, uh, the, the Easy had the foot rub, and then Chasen had like a little conversation, and then a really awkward kiss. It was a good kiss later, but it started awkward because she went to kind of like grab his face two handed, arms up, and he went to try to put his arm around her shoulder. He was kind of like weirdly, awkwardly hugging both her arms that were trying to grab his face, and it just looked really strange. But then they got it right; they got the groove. Um, but 
that, I don't know. That shit just seems dull to me. Ch- I, Chasen literally looks like one of those men who's just like pretty and like he says words and I'm like, okay, you said words, I guess. I don't know. Did he say yeah, anything relevant? Oh, interesting. And that's so funny because Chasen is one of the ones that's a fire sun and a fire moon. Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah. Isn't he a – he's a Leo uh, sag or he's a, is he the double sag? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Leo sag. And then he's got the Cancer, Mercury, Gemini, Venus, and an Aries, Mars. Yeah. 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 Interesting, Chasen. What's uh, your deal? He seems – but anyway, uh, but that kiss was awkward. And then after that is when the uh, – uh, Blake Moines starts getting his little dressed up ass on he puts clothes on you know we don't walk back to the day naked and he rolls up and he steals uh he walks up to uh jay and uh claire talking and J- and she goes uh hey and claire's like oh hi like she actually seems okay li- happy to see him like a little obviously surprised but not upset like not oh hey like not that tone but Jay straight up, she go. He goes, uh, or so first, Blake obviously is like, "Can I steal you for a second? The classic line. And Jay straight up says, "Uh, didn't you lose?" Which I thought was incredible well, because again, Jay won the whole red team date for that. Then that they're dumbasses, you know. Like Jay is the reason they're all sitting there. So it's so funny that he's the one that is, I wonder if that was on purpose. Like if they were like, okay, Blake, we're going to wait until Jay is talking to her and go like, you know, sending him in. And I really think that was the case because Jay also, Jay also seems like someone who would get spicily annoying, like sassy and just like petty. But yeah, I think that this whole situation with Blake is messy. And, uh, you know, so obviously he steals her, um, he brings up the breaking the rules thing. He's like, I already broke the rules once for you. So I wanted to break them again by rolling up on your date. Well, this is where Claire, this is this part in the episode when the men, actually when the men run up is around the point in the episode in which Claire really started to annoy me. And I started to shift my perspective on her. So the men run up. All of these guys desperately want to be the alpha so bad that like one person has an issue and they're all like, which one of us is going to be the one to put Blake in his place? And they all want to do it. And like I said to you before, what would have happened if Blake got up? Which one of those four men was going to sit down? Or were they all going to play like fucking rock, paper, scissors over who gets time with her now that they've all decided? And then as soon as Claire turns around and as soon as Claire is like, Stand down, guys. Stand down. All of the guys went from hot headed as fuck to yeah, okay, yes, yeah, ma'am. yeah, yes, ma'am. yeah. No. <laughs> Just like, and I, like it was the five years in a row, and I was like, I know all of you. All of you are all big and bad until someone bigger and badder comes around, and then like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant for sure. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, and that it just, was just really fucking awkward, and I was not down for it. But anyway, uh, so Blake, they finish up their conversation, and then she basically stands him up and is like, "Okay, bye." And he tries so aggressively to kiss her. It was the most awkward lean in I've ever seen, and she had the quickest pullback ever. I was like, "What?" It the was pretty aggressive. Fuck? It was like- so awkward and he was literally tail between his legs walking away so blue balled yeah and this is the point when i wrote like wounded puppy that's a leo with a bruised ego right there that's gonna sit with him forever like he's gonna think about that for the next like like every night for the next couple months at least yep yep um, yep. that's gonna play over but his brain 
this is when it solidified in my mind, like when Claire was sending him away and basically saying like, yeah, you broke the rules, but like, that's okay. Uh, That kind of solidified this whole thing that I was toying with the idea that Claire is, I don't know what her motivation for doing so is, but Claire is like expertly riding the middle right now. Like she is not, with the exception of Yosef, like she is actively and intentionally not upsetting anybody and is playing both sides of every scenario like so well so well because she's gonna go and tell the guys like yeah i was upset that blake interrupted but then tell blake like but you did like have balls so like i mean it was annoying but like it was also okay and she's not gonna definitively correct anybody yeah like that's what's frustrating until the guys come for dale like i lived i was living for her kiss rejection I was living for her. I was live last episode. I was living for her kind of being like, okay, Yosef. Okay. Tyler C. What are we working with here? Like she, I was down for that, but then she just pulls the dump. She pulls the rug out from under me being like, okay, I'm gonna pick Yosef. Okay. I'm going to give a rose to Blake. What? Like, no, that's, that is not, that is not how we reward this dumb men. And then of course, Yosef ends up being fucking annoying later like he was mad about the dodgeball day and like oh like i should have been there and it was like you're so stupid like he it was just so messy and i don't know i just i'm over her <laughs> well so i'm ready for Deja. the next they're doing to this uh, this to us on purpose they're making us hate her <laughs> so the next thing that we have to talk about the next big thing that's worthy of discussing that happened in this episode is Claire's conversation with Brandon. Yep. Oh my God. Which is so funny because on the muted ABC, uh, Jimmy Kimmel is on. And I always forget that after the Jimmy, after Bachelorette, they always do love some reference to it on Jimmy Kimmel. And they literally, the first reference was Brandon's dull, horrible ass fucking excuse of a conversation with Claire. <laughs> so I'm going to really fast. This is the note that I have, yes, and I'm going to read it after I have after we briefly discussed. Basically, Brandon and Claire sat down, and Brandon said, "Like this very very basic bitch, like you're so beautiful, you're so gorgeous." And Claire was like, "But is that it? Like, why else did you want to come here?" And Brandon admits that he knows nothing, which doesn't shock me because yeah. Brandon doesn't seem like the type to have watched Juan Pablo's season or Bachelor in Paradise or Winter Games, so I don't fault him for not knowing much about Claire. I think that Brandon was a little too honest and his execution was really fucking poor. Um, but like, like I think that that was a valid excuse, but he uh, wasn't buying it himself. Like I think he just happened across it while he was grasping at straws to get out of an awkward conversation um, and like stumbled into this perfect excuse that didn't work out well anyway. Yeah. But my note is I think that I've met Brandon, like legitimately, like not a person like Brandon. I think that at some point in New York City, I have physically met Brandon. I think I've spoken to him. I'm 98% sure that we've crossed paths in one way or another. He literally um, looks like every single man that goes to, yeah. like, um, what is it? The um, the uh, beer garden. He's been to employees the, only. The beer garden. He's been to the standard beer garden. Yeah, I was going to say the standard uh, beer garden. And he fucking- walks the fucking High Line for a first uh, date. What's the bar? what's the other bar that's right behind the standard beer garden it's like another it's like another super rooftopy bar so bro so chelsea bro like what i got from that conversation is that's the that exact conversation is the same conversation that brandon has has had with every girl he's ever tried to pick up 
And he's never had to say more than that. So he genuinely didn't know what comes next. Yeah, it was. I bet that in his whole existence. Yeah, in his whole existence, Brandon walks into a bar and Brandon says shit like that with his like model-esque bone structure. He's very tall. He's very handsome. I'm sure that he looks his picture he's he's like an actual model right like we saw the, the pictures on his instagram yeah, yeah. i mean they um, all are half of these men are models honestly yeah and like real ones too not even just like instagram yeah models. no like legit contract mo- brass like monkey. walking in fashion week brass, brass monkey, monkey. God. Mm. he pro- i feel like That's i've met it. him at that bar like brass monkey. it's literally right behind the standard beer garden it's the spillover of the beer garden when it's too busy <laughs> um <laughs> God, fucking Chelsea. What I was going to say is, like, I can see Brandon walking into a bar and Brandon sits down and he's used to picking up girls that are so flattered that someone that looks like him is talking to them that all he has to say is, I find you beautiful. And they don't give a fuck what else comes out of his mouth. So the fact that she was like, well, I need more than that. He's like, there's more than this? Yeah. Yeah. Women – what? What else am I supposed to say? But I also – it's interesting because I'm also going to give it to him where it's like – Ah, well, no, no, because as I was saying earlier, these men are not cut out for this. And but I will also say, Claire, like Claire, literally, like he kind of said something where I was kind of like, okay, you've got a point, buddy. When she literally was like, well, all these other men are telling me something like they love my drive or my strength or my this, and then he goes, and he says that he probably they they didn't, didn't know, know it or that something. until they met you, and they're like, yes, they. She goes, yes, they did. And I was Dude, that screamed pick me energy so hard. Yes! She was basically telling like, if you compliment me, I'll buy it. I literally was like, girl, you, you know how bland the oh, I love your drive. I love your strength as a woman. That is what. Ev- what? Come on, that's fucking. You know what's basic. so interesting? Oh no! So what's so interesting is like typically famous people, the whole narrative, especially people that come off of The Bachelor, which is known for having some of the most manipulative producers in reality television history, right? Almost everybody that comes off of The Bachelor makes it a point of telling the fans of the show, don't believe what you see on TV. That's not who we are in real life. Meanwhile, Claire is saying almost the exact opposite. Like they saw me on TV. They know who I am. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and only they see me on saying, TV. No, they don't. And what's funny is, wait, hang on, let me check really quickly. How old was Brandon? May uh, twenty eight or something. Yeah, yeah. No, Brandon. I'm sorry, Brandon was a teenager yeah, the last time Claire was on fucking TV. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. I think that he was. She was on Winter Games. She was on Winter Games in 2016. And that was four years ago. And at 24, Brandon was not watching a random spinoff of The Bachelor. And prior to that, it was Bachelor in Paradise, which were, which were still at least a few summers prior. Like she was on the first and second. Like it just well, that's the thing. Any 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 one of those men that turned around and said like I know you and like this is why I wanted to be here because you are like this. That's all shit that they did research on after they found out she was the bachelorette. None of those men knew. You know what I mean? Yeah. When they signed up, exactly. they weren't like 
oh my God, I hope Claire from 10 years ago is going to be the bachelorette because she's the one I want. Like they didn't just luck out like that. None of those men knew it was going to be her. But either way, it was such a cringe worthy conversation. I wanted to die. Like he was just like, he couldn't even read the signals of her being kind of annoyed at the conversation. Like he was just like, whatever. But anyway, I feel like we're, we're lingering so much on this bullshit, but basically it was so awkward. Like he just was like, I think, and he said, she sent his ass home immediately. And she, honestly, I respect that because if you're not feeling them, why waste anybody's time? I get that. But I do think that that was like, mm, once again, her prerogative. I don't think that she gave him ample time and or uh, patience to explain himself. Yeah. I think that he felt incredibly nervous and like f- was flustered and fumbled over his words. And I think that he was there for the wrong reasons, but I think that he might have been able to talk himself out of it if she had given him maybe like a second. So maybe it's good that she didn't. I don't know. Yeah, either way, either way, she definitely um, kicked his ass to the curb and I was here for it. And thank God those were only fucking good, uh, her only good move, uh, honestly. Guess what comes next? Uh, Guess what comes next? What? One of my favorite moments. So this is when, uh, so Brandon's, Brandon leaves. Brandon's escorted to his vehicle, his nice uh, Escalade that's waiting to take him away. And then we get the men standing in this little living room area of one of the Chateau Villa thingies. Mm. And one of the men that I don't remember who it is because it's not relevant is explaining to the other men what happened and why Brandon has gone. Well, Claire, this, she just sent him home. And Yosef decides that now is the time to tell the men that he would tell Claire because he's got the balls to do so. He would tell Claire, well, I wasn't to you until you humiliated me. Yeah. He, again. And then shits on the dodgeball date saying he would not participate because of his daughter. Yeah. Error of the game. And like literally the fact that, yeah, he's like, I can't believe that. He was honestly talking just down on like, I can't believe that she had them running around naked and dodgeballs and, and like, it was like, she was was like just demeaning. Again, this is mm, as, as a toxic masculinity. And also as Game of Roses always says, uh, this is, they are, he is not praising the process. He is criticizing the process by criticizing the date, comparing the date. Well, that was a dumb date. Buddy. You're sinking yourself into a hole. You're getting yourself a really bad edit because you're being an asshole and the producers notice. They don't like it. Well, that's that's like I said, like with toxic masculinity, that's even more of the overcompensating type of attitude because like you just had to let everyone know that you weren't happy. You had to let everyone know that you were above what was happening. Like you said, like dissing the process. Like I'm better than this. Yeah. Oh, you guys would have stripped down. I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. It was like really fucking stupid. And also, sir. I wouldn't get naked. I have a daughter. Sir. 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 Whatever. Anyway, I'm over Yosef. Fuck him. Honestly, I really hope We know he's going soon. We definitely know he's not making it very far. And I would not like his ass either, so bye. He Um, has officially been set up as the villain, so that's what we have to look forward to. Right after Yosef gets ballsy, Claire decides that it is the appropriate time to take rule-breaking Blake, the man with the secret, aside and give him the rose. Yeah. For, For my understanding, in theory, the date that he at that point wasn't on anymore. Yeah. It's 
it was um not it was just like fucking awkward and i don't like that again it's like a reward for him and it's like he and she literally go yeah she was like i just want to make sure that he knows that like i'm there like he doesn't have to worry i'm like bitch you you what you're the you're the only one who should be worried about anything you're not they these men are here for to crawl all over you you should not be sitting there like oh i should make him feel better by giving the rose so that he doesn't think i was rejecting him that's so mean oh but even though i was rejecting him you know so the note that i have for this part i'm just gonna read it because this is the moment where like i told you there was a couple moments where i was like i'm starting to really not like claire i'm really starting to not vibe with claire her giving Blake the rose was the moment that solidified, like, I'm fucking done with Claire for this season. I'm so prepared. Like, I was already prepared for Tasha. Now I'm kind of just More anxiously so. awaiting it like you are. Because what I wrote was, Claire keeps rewarding this man who breaks the rules. We know that her and Dale has spoken before, so she's definitely rewarding Dale breaking the rules. And I had in my mindset, based on what I know about Claire and based on last week, that this was going to be like a healthy and mature season. Claire has been incredibly upfront, no nonsense, and I've really enjoyed that. But now I'm noticing that this season is just as toxic, but it's toxic in a different way. And it's like Claire is confusing the person who's doing the most with the person who wants like what's best for her or the person who is what's best for her. Like the more you're doing to get her attention, she views that as like you loving her more. Uh, yep. You know, well, that's why I think that the love language date happened and why she was so just falling out of that little window thing as Juliet, where they're all talking to her. I think she really is super words of affirmation because again, I mean, I understand she was in an abusive relationship and when you're in an emotionally abusive situation, it is very easy to latch to those words of affirmation, but it's just like really overwhelming how like she is the girl who's like, Again, like, tell me why you love me. I know you love me, but tell me why. <laughs> like, again, again, tell me why again. And I'm like, yeah, like you said earlier, just raging pick me energy. And you like don't- her, whoever she chooses is going to come home from work one day after not speaking to her all day. And she's going to be waiting there, already upset, prepared for a fight because you don't love me anymore. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm busy. And I think that that's going to be like a recurring theme in her relationship because she seems to need the validation. And I, like I said, love languages, that's fine. Like where that words of affirmation is a very valid love language, but it's like you have to find the line between healthy words of affirmation and then like codependency, like the well being of your self-esteem. Yeah, she gives you know? me major codependent vibes. Um, yeah. And I, and this is what solidified it. Again, I understand why because of an abusive relationship and I do not want to shed any oh, no victim blaming whatsoever want, yeah, like and, it is an incredibly that, difficult thing to process and i know that you and i know this but i just have to keep iterating for literally anybody listening i 100 i'm not shitting on claire at all for that past that is trash no one deserves that but it's just more of the way that it's manifested years down the line because again that was the abusive relationship before juan pablo which was also abusive in a different way i ago, and i understand we you know trauma lasts and things like that but it's just it's just very interesting to how we're centering that as the trauma and not like, oh, I was engaged to a man that it didn't work out with off of the other show. And, oh, I had all these horrible dudes on Bachelor. I just, again, lots of things that I'm like, Claire, what's going on? Yeah, no, I agree completely. But then so after she kind of gives him the pass for breaking the rules and 
not, which I will actually say this, and clearly it doesn't matter. We've noticed from this season and last season because Kelly was, uh, she quote unquote cheated in that obstacle race and like didn't go around <laughs> the cone yes. and still won and no one cared. So clearly like the rules are all made up. Like this isn't real. Like they're not going to get kicked off the show for not abiding by the challenges. Right. No, The Bachelor in a nutshell. Is it Bachelor? Whose line is it anyway? Who even knows anymore? Nope, doesn't matter. Um, but but I think that they're making it a point to have Claire address it just so that they can like pretend to have a stance on it because clearly they don't fucking care. But like I said in the first episode, they're going to use him as the example of like, don't do that. Yep. That's not allowed. It's fine for now. Yeah. But um, anyway. But then, yeah. So Blake walks back in. All the guys notice that Blake has a rose. Everyone's and mad visibly irritated and, and what i think is going to happen my prediction moving forward is that we know that claire um backtracking briefly when claire gave blake the rose she stated that like this can't happen anymore you've done it twice i appreciate it twice but like we're done with this this is no longer gonna pay off for you in so many words ah. blake walks back into the room with the guys the guys see the rose and then you get the talking head interviews of multiple men saying like, oh, okay, so breaking the rules works. Uh-huh. So what I think is going to happen is all of the guys are going to start like – and even Easy says it. I have it in quotes. Easy says, okay, so there's no rules of engagement. Uh-huh. Like it's on now. Oh, boy. And all I'm thinking is like Claire has just stated she doesn't like that. And now every guy but Blake is about to start doing that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that actually makes a good point. And then he'll be again look like the Alban out and he'll be annoyed that everybody else does it. And she probably will reward other people, like Dale, who looks like they're going to break rules via the preview for next week, where he's like, Oh, we should, you know, something about there. It looked like they were in a hotel room. Honestly, it looks like they fuck, but you know, whatever. Um, but I what, think they do. Uh, yeah. And so what's funny too is like literally in this cocktail thing, after the after the Blake uh, Rose happened. She walks back and in her in her talking head interview uh, over the footage, she goes, "Okay, first and foremost, Dale." <laughs> Literally, she said that exact first and foremost, Dale. Foremost, like she is literally like, "I'm first. I gotta talk to my boo, and then all these other ones." Like, we get it, we get it, girl, we get it. And I know again, the editing is choice because she says a million other things, but um. But yeah. Also, we forgot to mention this, but it was so fucking funny to me. Um, before she pulled Blake, very briefly, was um, I don't know what who it was. It looked like um, it looked like one of the like the Zach. No, I don't. Maybe it wasn't the other Zach. I don't know. It looked like just someone just dumb and small. But um, and uh, anyway, he tries to. Before she toasts, he tries to steal her. Before the toast, and she's like, "Well," and then toasts, and then she completely blows him off, and then steals Blake. Like, it was wild. So that was fucking funny. But anyway, she talks to Dale, and they're talking. Oh wait, this is when they're talking about her mom, as if he already knows what's going on. This is where I have that in my notes. Um, yeah, and so she has another conversation with Dale, yeah. and I made a note about this as well because this is when Dale basically reiterates everything that she had said to him earlier in this episode of like, "I know it's you. I had this. I ha- it's more than just physical attraction. I had this feeling about you. I can't deny it." He basically spits everything that she said back out at her. And the note that I have is, do you think Dale would have said any of that had she not said it first? Because we are still in week two. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to feel like Dale is phony. 
Yeah, I mean, he get. I mean, his Libra Pisces. I could see it. And then I've also seen, and I'm going to cut this part out because it's like borderline spoiler just for any listeners, but uh, I saw on, I think it was Reddit, a couple different places that there's some kind of proof out there that Dale has stated that his ultimate goal is, or was prior to this, um, his ultimate goal was to be a television personality. Oh, boy. So I'm like, hmm, Dale, like now I'm seeing things and I have your birth chart now. I'm fucking feeling things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little bit telling. Mm-hmm. And he started mm-hmm. on a little quote unquote NFL, fake NFL, trying to get there. And now he's figured out the bachelor's the right lane for him, of course, because he's a Libra, a show about a relationship. Makes sense. Yeah. I and wonder- then my next note is that the more I see Dale on screen, the less that I like him. I also wonder too if he came on the show thinking he wanted to be the crown winner opposed to the ring winner. So what happens? Uh they talk She oh, takes Dale, him away uh, they- for the blindfold. Yeah, yeah. She puts the blind and she's like, I think we needed more physical touch. And then they make out with him blindfolded, which we saw in clips. I remember seeing that. It's like a spicy, like, ooh. Um, but yeah, then Basically, after that is they they merely show us the preview. Like they they're like next week on like that was it. It was kind of an abrupt end. They didn't really even they didn't do a rose ceremony and they didn't even give us a major cliffhanger other than just like I'm so obsessed with Dale, which is why I think that this is the next episode. The next one is, is the last one. Is we're gonna shit hit the shit is gonna hit the fan yeah. immediately because I think we're gonna get the rose ceremony because I think there's one more date at least because they have at least one preview where they're in some space that looks date like but um well they also have the comedy challenge right they clearly right. have a stand-up challenge yeah and so I think that's when contentious shit starts blowing up and then by the end of the episode we're getting full-blown Claire Mount meltdowns and uh, and maybe the you just broke the bachelorette is Chris on the fourth episode of the first half, uh, kind of lecturing her in the morning after vibe, and then yeah, ugh, I don't know. But did you know that Chris Harrison claims that that was ad libbed? Nothing is Rachel. No, that so that was on Bachelor Happy Hour, yep, and I Rachel Lindsay says yep. that she yeah. He and he says he's like you know I can ju- you just feel it sometimes and no part of anyone should actually believe that Chris Harrison ad libbed that line. Yeah, absolutely, no fucking. way. I, Chris Harrison doesn't ad lib ad ad lib anything. Uh, I don't care how long he's all. been doing this; he's not that good. Yeah, no, he's 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 rusty at this point, honestly, because he's too he's just too rigid. Like he used, I don't know, whatever. Chris is just too dark. He's, dark he's lord. seen too much. He's the dark lord, so. But anyway, the preview um, for next week sh- drops a lot of shit and mostly just chaos. And but particularly is the rumor that what if Dale and Claire talked before the show? And that is where, of course, we're like, dun dun dun, probably. Uh, so anyway, and I think that's also maybe why. They had to tease us in the beginning with Blake. Uh, you're the first one to talk to me outside. You're the only one to talk to me outside. I think they were trying really hard to play it yeah. up that way. And then think that next week, yeah, shit, the shit is going to hit the fan. And then maybe the fourth episode is – I feel like the if it, the fourth episode we will see Tasha. I believe it now. But it may not just be like the beginning. It might be like, you know, an hour through or something. Or we step her, she steps out in the last half hour or something stupid. But I don't know what – because I feel like she's going to have to have her own new episode of limo entrances. Like, oh, my God. It's just like, how the fuck is this going to work? But whatever. Um, 
Jeez. Uh, and we also see the credits. what looks like, well, no, we also oh. see what looks like, um, it appears to be Yosef as the one that is yelling at Claire about being the oldest. Oh, bachelor. well, uh, are we surprised after all of Yosef's behavior? Not even slightly. Yeah, he's a little Um It boy. gave me very uh, Hannah B. Luke P. vibes. Oh, yep. Yeah. And she also was of someone like- that I kind of would think that. She she reminds me a lot of Hannah B in certain ways. Oh, I yeah, I think so too. But anyway, the credit scene or the post credit scene was so fucking funny because it was Bennett showing Easy around um his like little how like a, his little bungalow thing, and it's so funny. I wonder if they moved Bennett like if because this felt staged because it was like why would Bennett have a place that Easy's like oh my place doesn't look like this I only have this little place you have two fireplaces all the and it was funny because obviously they're just trying to play up Bennett being the like bougie bitch Easy and Bennett that was a funny duo I'm, I'm all right with that yeah and then my thoughts on the timeline moving forward I feel like the men are gonna walk out in response to I think before the rose ceremony even I think the men are gonna walk out and get pissed in response to Blake personally. Yeah, I think that – well, I think that there's a lot of potential – like, there's already been a lot of weird contention. I feel like a lot of the men could find reasons to get upset at each other. But I do think that it is ultimately going to be common enemy against Dale for for jealousy purposes. I, I So that was my initial thought. And the only reason that I think that it's in response to Blake is because, to me, it looks like how they're all dressed from that moment of sitting yeah, outside when you walk back. Interesting. Okay. That's the only reason why I think that. Because I think that it's like, I think that that is the next moment of them. Because they're all questioning Blake in that moment. I think they're all going to be like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like the rules don't apply. Yeah. And they're all just going to get up and dip. Well, I'm fucking hype because I'm fucking over Claire and I'm ready for Tasha and I'm ready for all these men to kind of be like, Claire, what the fuck are you doing? Because honestly, yeah, Claire, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's just, I know this quarantine. I know all this is a mess. I know you've had different, you've been stalking all these boys, but this is just so silly and I'm over it. So, yep, give me Taisha. Give me Taisha. I have a feeling Taisha and Ben are going to hit it off. I really do. I'm prepared. I'm ready. And I'm ready now to spend the next week just like gobbling up so much more Bachelor content preparing for well, next Tuesday, regurgitating the same stuff over and over in different in, the, in a different order. Awful. We will see. Yeah, but I'm so happy that we did this recap right after the episode aired. Y'all, it's like 1230 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so LOL. Oh, yeah, we're hustling. And we then I'm going to stay up and edit this, so. Yeah. Uh, wow. It's this magic. This is magic. But I love this, and I love you. I love you, and I love that we're doing these recaps, and maybe we'll just, let's just do this. Let's just I'm down for that. Doing this, it's fun. I don't even care if people don't listen because it's fun to talk about The Bachelor with someone who is so critically well, watching it, like me. <laughs> for sure. And I can't wait to like talk to you about non, even though I love talking about The Bachelor, so it doesn't even matter to me. I'm like, I could talk about that shit all day. That is my what do I know more about than the average bear? This stupid. That's why this is franchise. still appropriate. <laughs> I that's am. why. Oh, and for anyone who didn't make the connection, that's why this still like applies under the yeah. umbrella of my podcast. I really, because yeah, yeah, I've been <laughs> watching this show since high school. I remember watching both of. I remember watching Trista C season, Tristan Ryan season. I remember mm-hmm. some of the some of the OGs. Like I was watching this shit with my mom forever. She still talk. We still talk about it, and 
So yeah, this shit is just like a part of me. It has been shot into my veins. It is part of my biology at this point, and I will never be able to escape the pit. And um, I am. Completely- and also, you will not hear any other astrologer recap The Bachelor like this. I so want eventually. I just need eventually someone to notice that all I do on Tuesdays is tweet about The Bachelorette at night. Like, or no, what, what do you think we're doing here? I know, right? But what I do you think this is? Tweeting. It's so funny because I tweeted about our spreadsheet and people are like, holy shit. And I'm like, yes, I don't fuck around. Anyway, um, Jess, I love you, but I gotta go to bed. <laughs> yeah, it's time for me to start editing this so that I can do that. be in bed before 4am. Um, and get the shit uploaded so it's fresh. Yeah. Would you like to plug anything? Just mm-hmm. everybody, uh, if you don't know me by now that you're listening to this, I am Astrology Chef on platforms everywhere, pretty much. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I have a podcast, Astrology Sucks Pod, which is on all of the ways, all the places you can also listen to podcasts, which we talk about astrology. But, yep, I am uh, – I'm out here. And uh, hit me up for readings, everybody. Boom. And you can follow the Average Bear Podcast at Average Bear Podcast on Instagram. We've also got a website with the pretty much same URL. Like, follow, subscribe, rate, rate, all that shit. Get my engagement up because that'd be nice. I'll start posting this on my Twitter too. (laughs) And also from now until election day, all of my audio is sponsored by how to vote. So be sick to get them some money because it's so. Oh my God. Amazing. 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 Everybody Uh, register to vote. By the time you're hearing this, you've heard it five times. Yeah. It's been on, if you haven't registered to vote by now, it's been on every fucking social media app looking at your face. Like do it. This will, but there'll be like three separate ads in this podcast alone. So if you've made it this far, I'm telling you a fourth time, register to vote. Do it. Wow. Well, all right. Love you, Jess. Have a great night, Shannon. Wow. <laughs>